Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football. Delighted to have Andy Cole with us today. He's joining us from home in sunny England. England, which has had its best April in history. How are you doing, And? Yeah, ticking over, mate. Ticking over, best I can do at the moment. How's your health at the moment? Uh, yeah, I think it's good. Um, I think my mental health might be struggling, obviously, being on this lockdown, but in general, yeah, not too bad. I had a kidney day the other day, didn't feel too good, but I mean, it's one of those days you've got to put up with. And and you have good days and you have bad days because when I last saw you in Bruges, um, that's the best I'd seen you looking for a good few years. Yeah, when, and that's, that's a crazy thing. Um, I do have good days, I do have bad days. Um, I think sometimes the medication you know plays me on certain days and doesn't play me on other days. You know, it's like weight fluctuation as well. Obviously, being on the steroids, I mean. Sometimes I put on a bit of weight and then sometimes the weight comes off. So it's a bit, it's a bit hit and miss at times, but so I've just got to keep persevering through it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Some light-eyed questions to come and some serious ones. We don't know what's going to happen with the football season, but if you had to choose a, a player of the season for United from what we've seen so far up to March, who would it be and why? If I had to choose a player of the season... Um... I mean, that's, that's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Um, might have to come back to that one, mate. Okay. Come back to it. I'll tell you the, the contenders, um, well, just from the feedback I've been getting off people, will be Aaron Wambazaka, um, Marcus Rashford, uh, maybe Maguire. But anyway, we can come back to this one. What do you most miss about there being no football? If you miss anything at all, do you miss watching it? Do you miss do you miss going to the games? Yeah, I, I think the, the buzz the buzz for Saturday. Mm. I mean, the buzz for Saturday, even if I'm watching it at home on TV. I mean, waking up on Saturday morning and looking forward to like the first live game and then the one after that. No, I think that, that that's what I'm missing as well. I'm not having the opportunity to actually go and watch a few games as well. So you enjoy that, that, that becomes difficult. You enjoy going to games, you enjoy watching games, or just still miss the buzz and the rush of of playing because I, I spoke yesterday to one of your former teammates, Jesper Blomquist, and he said that when he finished playing for years, he, he was missing something in his life and he worked out that it was being part of a team and he's now got a restaurant yeah. now in, in Stockholm and he's really enjoying it. He's he's working in the restaurant and he he feels like he's a he's a team player. And don't know how you feel. I, I, I don't know if you was reading my mind, uh, but this morning I was saying to myself this morning. I mean, I miss that team ethic. Mm. I miss the camaraderie. I miss honesty. You know, I, I miss all those things because when you're in a team ethic, all those things are what make you a better team. Being honest with each other, working your socks off. And, 
or pulling in the right direction. And this morning, I don't know why it came into my mind, but I just said to myself, Christ, I miss that. I, I miss, I miss the hard work, graft, banter. I mean, loyalty. I mean, that was sitting this morning for whatever reason. Jesper was saying even the, the, the stuff which was just juvenile lifted him. He joined Everton and on, and on the first day he went there, Duncan Ferguson stole his car. And he's like, after training, he, his car wasn't there. And Ferguson comes back into the car park and says, a nice car you've got, Jesper. And he just said it. Just stupid in other areas of life. People won't find it funny, but he just found it hilarious. And that's, that is the thing with football. You know, I, I was sensing you it's totally different. And like I said, I, I don't know why it came over me this morning, but I, I'm, I was saying to myself, you know, all these people have all these perceptions of obviously me as a person or whatever. But when I was with my teammates, I always felt comfortable. Mm. I always felt comfortable. Whatever situation I, I was in, I always felt, they always had my back. You know, we was always going in the battle together. And I'm walking in and out of the training band every single day, you know, feeling like, yeah, these my mates for the next 10 months. We still are 10, 11 months, you know. End of season, after a few weeks off, you say, yourself, I'm looking for a pre-season. Not the fact of running, because I wasn't the best at that. But the camaraderie, the banter, the love we all had for each other, you know, that, that's what I, I do miss. I'm starting to miss it even more now, because I, I think, go through, through the pandemic we're in now, it's given me a hell of a lot of time to reflect on my life over the last well, I don't know, especially five, six years, but my life in general playing football, playing with some great players and you know, achieving what I've been fortunate enough to achieve. I think only now that since sat down and thought about it. You're quite reflective, aren't you? Yeah, at the moment and yeah, we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. I mean I think I've even got even more so like this, especially I was coming back from my illness, you know, and I know how tough that's been. So being indoors all the time was tough when I first started with my illness five years ago, you know? So now it gives you even more time to reflect and turn and say, gee, it was five years ago I was in the same position I'm in now. Mm. But it's given me time to reflect on my playing career, the people I've come across. I mean, the people I've had my time again, I wouldn't have them in my life. And you go for all kind of crazy things, don't you? Yeah. You know, because it's, 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 it's such a good time to sit down and actually reflect and look at what you've achieved and what you might have wanted to achieve even more times or whatever, maybe. I saw a great picture of you yesterday when I was researching Blomquist. It's you in camp now and you're chasing a ball which you win and Michael Reisiger's trying to catch you and Javi's watching you. I'll send it to you. Just a brilliant picture. Just you, yeah. in, just you in full flow with your eyes on the ball. It's just great to see. Brilliant. So you need um, teamwork. Why don't we open a bar by the beach? In, in Barcelona. Mate, that, that, that would be a fantastic idea. You know, I mean, it's the kind of place I could definitely live. Tunes, decent tunes. Get you get um, people coming over. We know enough people. Bit of teamwork. Oh, 100%. 100%. Dream of stuff like that now. Jesper was saying how much enjoyment he found. Just um, he, he said he's not skilled to make the pizzas because he's got a guy, I think, from Naples doing it. But just interaction with uh, with the team and serving the drinks and serving the wine and I, I just found it really really nice to talk to him and to, to hear that he's found a happiness because he's, he's had a rough time he's gone through a divorce and 
It's uh, yeah, even as a player, he's having a rough time, but uh, he's had an he's had an interesting life. So when we're out of this, we'll open a beach bar. We'll call it I don't know something in Barcelona. <laughs> you can exactly. You can serve um. Well, with your background, what rum, Jamaica, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, can you can make a decent dark rum? I'll give it a go. I'll put it that way. I'll give it a good go. In the sun, with a few tunes? Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with the sun, mate. With my condition, the sun only helps it, so I'd, I'd love it. What about closed doors, games behind closed doors? If, if You've played in a few, I'd imagine. I'm not sure if you played in the one before Eric Cantona came back from his band, but I was in Lask. And I didn't like it. I know the team did well. It's no slight on the players at all. They played really well. But what's it like as a player compared to a stadium full of people? It's very, very difficult. I remember when uh, we had the mural up at Old Trafford. I mean, that, that, that was tough. You know, you, you get in, no noise from the crowd. And, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. I'm not going to say it's difficult to motivate yourself. You train in front of a handful of people every day. But ultimately, we, we always say that the crowd, especially when they're on point, is your 12th man. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be really, really difficult if you do play yeah, and you're not playing in front of your home supporters or the away supporters. You know, it's really, really tough. So that's just with one stand missing because that was when the North stand was built at Old Trafford. So one side of the ground wasn't there. I remember Liverpool thinking it was a 2 all about 95, 96 and the stand was just starting to go up again. So you even notice it when there's one stand missing. So with nobody there, it's, it's a big deal, is it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I always do an answer, and I, I want to give the crowd as much enjoyment as I could. You know, even, even if it's my job, and I, I love my job, I, I always want to see people leave the stadium happy, you know, enjoy their Saturday evening, you know. Or enjoy the Tuesday or Wednesday evening or, or whenever it was. Mm. And what about behind closed doors, like at the cliff? Can you remember that game which Eric played in, or were you not part of that? Um, to be fair, I can just about remember yesterday. <laughs> you know, that's that's how bad things are getting for me now. But um, it's funny how our memory works went, with, you... with footballers because Jesper was saying some of the greatest moments of his career and he, he can remember nothing about them and he's now watching himself Blur. playing for Sweden in the 94 Cup final and he's getting mad with himself going why did you give the ball away there <laughs> and he's like he's just watching his younger self and he said I could see why people were excited about me but also why they were frustrated with me as well yeah you can, I, I think when, once you're in it you, you, you don't actually understand it hmm. I mean so there, there again yes just reflecting on everything. I mean, it's like the Champions League final. I remember I wasn't involved in virtually any of the photos. Mm. You know, I, I just wanted time to reflect and enjoy it. And I seen a photo the other day, and it was me sitting on the floor with uh, me, Beck, Siorki, Nev, Raymond. Amazing. You know? And I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I felt like crying there. Mm. You know, because... I'm looking at that picture and I said to myself, Jesus, that's an unbelievable picture. But at the time, it's like, man, I'm just taking it nice and easier. I mean, it's like, it's another day at the office. Mm. Not actually knowing what we've all achieved. You know, and that's, that's the craziest thing with football. 
You know, you, you do something, you win, you move on straight away. You've got no time to reminisce. You know, so you, you reminisce like now when we're in the situation we're in. Like I said, tomorrow's not a given. I'm writing a lot of articles about games which has ha- have happened because I can't write about games which are current. And one I did the other day was United in, in Turin in 99. Juventus 2, United 3. So it's the greatest game I've seen. And there was a massive feedback to it. And I've spoke to you about this many, many times, but a couple of comments stood out. And one was from a Juventus fan. And he said, I, I stood on in the Juventus end as I always did. And that Manchester United team is the best team I've ever seen at, at Deli Alpi. He said, they just wouldn't lie down. They didn't know that they could be beaten. He said, Cole and York up front are the best two forwards I've ever seen. And that meant more to me reading it. Not that I'm even part of it, because I'm just a spectator. The fact that it come from a Juventus fan, because he'd watched the yeah. best team in the world for the, the previous pre, three years. When you, when you hear anniversaries and stuff like that, do you reflect on them? And, and that game, does it become more vivid over the years? I think that, that, that game I will always remember because I think that was possibly the best game of football I've been involved in. Yeah, we can talk about the Tottenham game at White Hart Lane, but we're talking Champions League football semi-finals against the best team there, like you said, in the world. Mm. And my mindset was that I didn't really care who I played against. You know, and I want to give them as much problems as I can do. I think after leaving that game, we had to respect the whole Juventus team, you know, the two centre-backs, and, you know, because we, we had no fear. So, yeah, it's, it's another one. I mean, I get goose, goosebumps regarding that game. I know it's an unbelievable game of playing, so for the punks to be watching it, Christ, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? When, when we're in it, we're in it to win it. We're, we're saying ourselves, no. It don't matter who we're going to play today, it was all going to get bigger. It don't matter how long the game was going to go on for, we was never going to lose. It was one of those mentalities. I always find your relationship interesting with your family. When when you come back after a game like that, would you speak to your mum and dad or your, or your sisters or your mates in Nottingham? Would they comment on it or are you just looking at the next game a few days later? Would they say to you, wow, that was incredible? Uh, at, at, at best, I mean, that's why I liked it, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, from one word, but to talk about how great the game was and whatever, and, I mean, they, they know me better than anyone. I, I don't really care. Yeah. I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't got time to worry about that. I've got to worry about the following game. Really? So and looking back now, I, 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 wish I, could have, I wish I could have taken it in more. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was listening to Roy the other day as well, saying exactly the same thing. I mean, I, I really do wish I could have taken it in more, but I... I had no time to take it in. Mm. I'm not being disrespectful. I had no time to take it in. I mean, I, I just want to move on to the next one and as quick as I could. And, I mean, try and get the same result that I, I did a few days before. Mm. Was, that, was that goal in Turin one of your favourites? That was when um, York stepped over Keane's pass and the ball ran through to you. And you just exchanging <laughs> you, and, you and Dwight... Rude Hesp, I think, was um, the goalkeeper. No, no, that's, I'm talking about Barcelona there, aren't I? That's Barcelona. That's Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. was a brilliant one, wasn't it? 
the Juventus one, I, I always say, and I will continue, say the game was over. You know, with 2-2, we're going to go for an away goal. And I remember Yorkie getting in, uh, Peruzzi taking him down, and the referee didn't even blow for a whistle. I mean, to give a penalty, it's a 100% penalty. Yeah. But to this day, I'm not even sure why he didn't give the penalty. Talk about me rolling it in. I mean, but the angle's so tight anyway. If he didn't go in, would they give a penalty? No one ever knows. Because he, he never blew up. Uh, so, Messi, when, when it went in, I'm, man, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I'm delighted. European Cup final, come back from two goals down. It was absolutely battered the best team in Europe. And like you said beforehand, the best team in the world. Um, I think the celebrations after, after I scored, told you everything about what we were as Manchester United. You know, as a team, as players, and how we bonded and what we wanted. Are you better at anything now in the lockdown? Have you learned anything? Apart from reflecting yeah, a lot. Always, yeah, I've always learned about myself. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed being back in the kitchen. I've enjoyed being back in the kitchen, cooking. Um, what do you cook? I, mate, I can do virtually everything I want. Who's, who's, mean, who's taught you to cook? That is easy. Where have you, taught, where have you been taught that's to cook? Easy. Say that again, mate. Where did you learn to cook? Was your mum a good cook? My mum's a very good cook. But don't forget, I've got six sisters. Ah, uh, yeah. I've got six sisters. Uh, obviously, my mum and that. And I mean, er, er, earlier on, when I was at school, I, I used to do home economics as well. Yeah. So I, I was always into it. But then, when... when when my ex-partner moved in with me, mm. I mean, it's, um, you become lazy, mm. you know? And it's one thing that my sisters always used to say to me when I was younger, to never rely on a woman. Yeah. yeah. And I, said, I used to say, no, nah, but I've got, man, you're my sisters. They always say to me, you're, that's totally different. We're your sisters. Mm. I mean, but don't rely on a woman to do anything for you. And then, like I said, once I moved in my ex-partner, I, I relied on the cook and all those kind of things. And then, you know what I mean? That becomes starting to become problematic. You know, but I, I, I never went away from knowing how to cook. I've I just become very lazy. And what do you cook? I, could, I can cook whatever, chicken, fish. I mean, I'm eating, eating. I've, I've started eating red meat now as well, so. But I can cook red meat and all that, so yeah. Mostly, I did a fish pie the other day and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I think it's a little bit easier as well because I've got quite a few of my mates as chefs. Yeah. So, they taught me through everything as well. So, that, that's good too. So, you're cooking fine. I was absolutely fine as a single lad and then I met my wife and I made her a meal in one of our first dates and she told me the other day, like 12 years later, that it's one of the worst meals she's ever had in her life. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Yeah, well, you, I'm absolutely gutted because there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> exactly, it can't, make, it can't take a twelve years. Come on. <laughs> the, the kids were saying, "How would you met?" And I said, "I made her this beautiful meal." She said, "It's one of the worst meals I've ever had in my life," but I didn't dare say anything. <laughs> I think that's well out of order. <laughs> she is. She's waiting twelve years to tell you that. Cool. Okay. The, the things that come out in lockdown. There you go. Huh? 
It's lovely to talk to you, and I thank you for your time. Oh, no problems, mate. I just need to ask you finally about the player of the year. Have you had a think, or have you just been thinking about food? <laughs> no, I'd mostly go for his, his debut season on Persaka. I think he's done really well. I think coming from Palace, and, you know, big club, big stage. I mean, he's, he's done really, really well. He looks very, very comfortable playing for Manchester United. Have you met Aaron? Is he a nice boy? I, I've, I've not met him. No, and because obviously, because I'm, I'm no longer living in Manchester, mm. you know, I, I don't get into the training ground as much, and uh, obviously, I, I don't go to the games as much. So I've, I've, not, I've not met him as of yet. No doubt, I've always seen well from him. And you're living in London now. A lot of your mates are in London, and you were down there when you were at Arsenal, weren't you? You enjoying it down there? What's the difference with London yeah. and Manchester? You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it because a lot of my mates have got a lot of my family here as well. Yeah. I think in, in my in my position I'm in now, my situation I'm in now. You know, they are the guys who, and obviously my family as well. They're the ones who are doing all the running around for me now. I mean, obviously dropping off all my food and all that kind of stuff, uh, checking in on me. So yeah, it, it, it was um, it, it got difficult to the end when I was in, in Manchester. I was, I was basically out there by myself. And obviously my, my son then, he, he got his own place and that. So yeah, so yeah, it was, it's a big difference now being around your family and friends. Mm. You know, I end up doing a lot more. And, and are you more susceptible to this virus than, than somebody who doesn't have underlying health issues? I am, yeah, I am. They've given me a t- 12 weeks. Mm. So basically, the time I need to stay indoors for the next 12 weeks. Well, I've got nine to go now. I've got nine to go. I mean, so I'm ticking over. Constantly trying to do something every day. You need to watch some of them box sets I sent you. Yeah, but I, I don't want to be coming a, a, a couch potato. Are you keeping you know, so Are you keeping fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm doing every morning is Yoke you got me onto it. I was at Yoke about last week or the week before. He said, Nicole, you start doing that uh, Joe Wick yeah. in the morning. Like, it's 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or whatever. I said, oh, I'll have a look here. You know, you get a proper dab on. <laughs> you know, you, got, you, get, you do get a proper dab on. So I, I've enjoyed doing that. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for my, uh, my bike to come as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep it fit through my push-ups and all that kind of stuff. So really, I, I can't wait to get out, get outdoors and start doing a little bit more. And what bike? Just a, like a road bike, so you can you can get out and and hit the road. Yeah, get a bit of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, get a bit of fresh air. Even if it's like you you got stained doors, which I have. But every now and then, you know, I've got to pop out and get a bit of fresh air. I'm wise up. I go stir crazy. I was in I was in the house for about five six days the other day. I mean, I, I felt the walls coming in on me. Mm. You know, so if, if you feel like that, it, it, man, you have got to take a little bit of fresh air. Okay. You you got to go for a little. I mean, five minute walk or whatever. I mean, just to see a little bit of change, change of scenery. Get some fitness on your bike, and we we'll do a long ride in a few years. You you very generously came to see us when we'd finished that Barcelona to Manchester bike ride. You came up from London, and you said, "I'm here for as long as you want." And the people absolutely love that. You know, just talking to you and about your time, and you know, they remembered you as a player. And maybe in the future, I don't know, we'll do a big ride if you get yourself fit enough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that that's 
That's my main aim, that's to try and get myself as fit as possible. You know, it's, uh, um, it's important fitness. You know, and your health is your wealth. So I'm going to work as hard as I can to do just that. So that's it with Andy Cole. I'd intended this podcast to have three or four guests and I spoke to some of the other guests and it was going to be much shorter and snappier but Andy was a bit more serious than we thought and it was a bit more longer and I still think he's very interesting. So we'll bring you another podcast in a couple of days time. I've also got an offer of a free trial for the Athletics website, a 90 day trial. There's some brilliant content on there, some really good United stuff on there and Lots of long reads covering some really interesting subjects in in depth with some very, very good writers as well. If you go to the athletic.com forward slash free 90 days, that's the athletic.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, nine zero D-A-Y-S. And you can sign up for it for 90 days and get stuck into it. So we'll bring you another podcast in a couple of days and cheers to everyone who's bought United We Stand, we've, we've had a massive feedback and a huge number of orders, so that means that we can carry on and we can produce the next issue. We've got some really exciting content in the next issue of the fanzine. Um, we obviously can't sell the mag at games, and we're expecting our sales in newsagents in the UK and Ireland to be about 50% down, but we have had uh, a record number of subscriptions in the mag's entire history and that's both for printed subscriptions and also for digital subscriptions and we've also had a lot of orders for single issues for this issue as well so we really appreciate that help because without it we basically wouldn't be able to carry on producing the mag while the fans aren't allowed to go to the game and starting to sense that that's going to take a little while longer than what we'd thought when the lockdown started maybe we thought it'd be six weeks two months but it's now looking like it could be a lot longer and the club and other clubs certainly expect that games are going to be played behind closed doors in order to get this season finished. The thinking does change on a week-to-week basis, the situation's moving as the story develops, but that is the current line of thinking behind closed doors football. So we'll discuss that in more detail on the next podcast. And until then, have a good weekend, and we'll catch up with you next week. Bye-bye.